the indian automotive journalism scenes are different from the world and i really needed to get some insights in this field and what better way than to get some deep insights into this field than by an indian automotive journalist himself so today we have with us teerth pandya who is a freelance automotive journalist he has been he has reviewed many cars since the day he started his journey so we have tried to break down his journey with cars with automotive journalism on this episode of shift with motor drift so welcome teerth bhai glad to have you on the podcast uh thank you rishab it's it's uh, great to join and uh, uh indian automotive uh, journalism industry is is a is a very big family and uh, it's it's glad to uh, have a meeting with someone from the family so yeah mm-hmm. thank you yeah so my first question for you is that when did your journey with car start you know like at what age did the interest in car start to kick in uh if uh, i'm not wrong i was barely 5 or 6 years old i i had a plethora of uh, models and toys to play with cars mm. but uh, slowly and gradually uh, in 2003 uh, we got our first family car uh, that was the uh, obviously the maruti 800 uh, it was a pre owned one and uh, i still remember the day like my my father didn't know how to drive when he bought the car mm. so till he got his license he uh, learned the car we just used to sit inside the car and we'll switch on the cassette player and hear some music mm. so that's that's the father's memory that goes in my mind now is there a particular kind of car culture at the place you live in like uh, are there any particular type of cars that are in huge numbers for example some exotics or tuning cars maybe something like that uh not really gujarat gujarat is uh, not very mod friendly uh, state hmm. but uh, we do have a few uh, say super cars and uh, stuff so hmm. gujarat is basically a state where you know uh, SUVs are uh, preferred and uh, we we have quite a lot of uh, the high end SUVs hmm Ahmedabad and uh, the tier 1 tier 2s hmm um so you recently got to see the Citroen C5 Veyracross so what do you think oh, about yes. the car as a whole and you know like the pricing and the features what do you think about that uh when when i saw the car for the first time uh, at that point of time the pricing wasn't yet announced mm. and uh, i i had a talk with the dealer principal the dealership people as well as uh, someone from sutter india so their initial uh, pricing hint was say something about 29 or 30 lakhs and uh, you know the thing is most of the oems most of the brands they like uh, give a higher number and then uh launched the car at a, a very very low price and uh, that was what we expected with the C5 across like uh since the brand told us 29 30 we were expecting something around a ballpark figure of 24 25 but that unfortunately didn't happen hmm. and uh, now I, what i feel is like for uh, 29 30 lakhs that is that's that's even that's a showroom price hmm. so uh, this being a Uh, ckd you know you can expect uh, an on road price of about 34 35 lakhs which to be honest uh, isn't worth what it offers mm. like uh, uh, there are some bits that that are you know in particular i didn't like uh, mm. for example the second row so mm. what the thing is like the second row has uh, three individual seats mm. that can be adjusted for uh, uh rake and uh, incline mm. so that was something that i didn't like because you know uh, if you are built on the heavier side then and it won't it won't be comfortable for you whereas citrons uh, usp is comfort mm. so that that doesn't make sense for that mm. and other than that there were a few bits uh, for example the gear lever the uh bonnet opener all they were for lhd orientation because 
uh, it's it's quintessentially made for the LSD market. So mm. they they have you know did a makeshift job of converting it into an RSD and thinking it India. So look, uh, what I prefer is like uh, once they they'll achieve 100% localization and then they have to improve a few bits. Uh, say yeah, there, there's no armrest in the second row. So that's Damn. that's something uh, which they have missed. No armrest uh, for 35 lakhs. Exactly. So th- that's true. That's you don't. That's something that you don't even expect for a 35 lakh car. No. Uh, then so there are some bits that you know you say like once they achieve hundred percent localization, maybe then only uh, they'll be able to achieve those bits and uh, probably bring down the price to say twenty five lakhs, and hmm. then it would be a, a a better proposition for the market. Hmm. Because I know that, you know, like cars in half the price will give you beautiful arm bars and all. Arm rest, sorry. Not even, not even half. Now, 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 like seven, eight lakh rupee cars get arm rest. Hmm. So that's something that you don't expect from 35 rupee. Like, and that too, even from a brand that's USP's comfort. Hmm. Seriously. Now, uh, like a lot of people on the internet you know, we're, criti- we're criticizing the all new Ferrari regarding its name and all. So what do you have to say about that? Uh, supercar scene is something uh, which is, you know, uh, very uh, name featured and people, uh, you know, love those uh, names that cannot be pronounced and uh, that, that cannot even be, you know, read. So, uh, what I think, like, I, I don't have a personal opinion on this because I, I don't, uh, uh, I, I'm not very much involved in the supercar scene, uh, the exotic scene. I'm, I'm more into the mass market uh, side. But yes, when you get the news, when you hear these kind of things, uh, you think it like, yeah, okay, chalne do, chalne do, chalne do. Hmm. because all, all the uh the the buyers who are into this kind of stuff all they want is something what gives them a status symbol so hmm. you don't buy a, a rolls royce for say its name you hmm. buy the rolls royce because it's a rolls royce hmm. so that is what uh, i expect from ferrari hmm. and what do you think about you know people criticizing the all new tata safari on its name Okay, uh, so I I spent a day with the safari and uh, I I found the safari to be a very good proposition. Hmm. Uh, it's it's something that you know uh, it's a Harrier. So uh, like the name, uh, I've I've seen the old the original safari, the Daikor, the Varicor, hmm. uh, and. Uh, when you see this name plate on on this very car then you feel that you know it's not worthy of the name safari mm. but keeping the name aside uh, the product is very worthy mm-hmm. like it, it's got everything that is needed for today's uh, kind of uh, requirement the uh, if if you want to buy a car that is around 20 25 lakhs and you have uh, you you live in a joint family you want mm. a seven seater you want a capable car mm. uh, you want something that is you know proved uh, reliable mm. so then the safari is a very good proposition uh, considering it's it's a fiat multi jet the mm. engine is quite uh, regardless like mm. it, it doesn't have any issues it's it's sorted Mm. Uh, it's quintessentially it's you know uh, if not for the safari uh, I was comfortable with the name what they had earlier Gravitas was. Gravitas. Gravitas yeah uh, at the so uh, what Mr. Pratap Bose said that uh, it was it was the safari from the beginning but mm. uh, I, I didn't believe him mm. because you know the internal code name was uh what was it? It was H5X. No, it was H7X. Mm. And uh, then it, it got the name Buzzard uh, Cassini from uh, the Geneva Motor Show. Mm. And then it became Gravitas. 
and finally they got it as safari so uh, from what i have uh, i think is that it was a last moment change and uh, not something that was from the beginning hmm. and to 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 this date i'll i'll call the safari a harrier excel or a harrier pro max so hmm. that's something uh, you know they they would have uh, kept the name gravitas it would have suited him better but hmm. uh, yeah they they went for uh, then the name attraction thing that almost everyone is doing as of now hmm. it's basically a move done by the marketing department to you know just hype the car up to just push the sales because the audience will be attracted they, they once they hear to... safari exactly they they wanted to gain on the name safari hmm cause start as established it and they would be like then they're like why if we have established the name safari then why not use it further for our further models like ford used it for exactly. the ford used it for the mustang macky then you know like uh, suzuki recently launched the hayabusa third generation and people were like it doesn't feel like a proper hayabusa so why have you given the name hayabusa well it sells simple see uh yeah, that's that's a uh, thing from the marketing side of the things that uh, mm-hmm. when you want uh, to gain on a name uh, you try to encash that so we already know that the jimny uh, is something that is on the same grounds it's it's not the first time a manufacturer has uh, taken this route so yeah that's that's something that you know i expect to happen a lot in the coming years hmm. now since the future is of evs then how long do you think that it will take as engine us indian manufacturers to make world class evs Whew, uh, for uh, to to you know to to make the uh, electric vehicles is, is today a challenge for not just indian manufacturers but even for the biggies uh, who are established in the global scene since a lot of years uh, mercedes had a tough time uh, volkswagen group is having a, is currently having one uh, all all that started was from tesla and uh, after that you know uh, they started gradually evolving manufacturers started uh, you know uh, take everything good and gradually they started improving we know how uh, porsche has done it with the taycan like they have uh, nailed it with taycan and uh, so seeing on those lines i feel that uh, our, our manufacturers both tata and mahindra both were a kind of uh, pioneer in the ev industry in india because you know they they both had a product at some point of time they had the e verito they had the e2 i've have driven all the three uh, evs that were in the initial market so i've I, i drove the e2 i drove the e2 plus i drove the e verito and i've uh, driven the tigor ev mm-hmm. so uh, what i felt is like all those were uh, you know a makeshift concept and not a dedicated ev because you know for making a dedicated ev you have to develop and Uh, a dedicated uh, ev platform you have to make it in such a way that you can harness the components so you have to do the r&d from an ev point of view and not an ic point of view hmm. so uh, that that is something that will uh, take some time maybe 5 years or what because as of now uh, what everything is planned is according to the ic platform there are a few platforms that are hybrid and uh, that can harness both the ic and ev engines uh but uh, a dedicated ev uh, we are looking at at least 5 years hmm like the next one ev is example of a good attempt by tata at making a yeah, it, is, it is a good attempt and what i i feel is even the ultros ev will be equally good hmm. uh because they they engineered the omega platform to harness both the ev and the ic components hmm. so even that will be a good uh, proposition Yeah, we are looking at a timeline probably this year's uh, end or next year i mm. guess next year only because as of now the whole tata timeline is about 2 uh, 2 3 months behind mm. uh, other than that because we were expecting the hbx around this time but there's no no news as of now mm. but yeah 
uh, once the ultras EV is in the market, then then we are looking at a constant flow of EVs, probably one per year, two per year, because uh, the this thing, uh, Mahindra was supposed to collaborate with uh, Ford for the Aspire EV thing, but I don't think that's happening now. Hmm. Uh, other than that, you know, uh, we have a few EVs that may come the next year also. Hmm. And you know, even foreign manufacturers like MG with their ZSCV and Hyundai with their Kona are pushing the limit. You know, they are just trying to create a market of their own. Because in those segments in which they are selling the cars, there is no currently an Indian EV. So they are trying yeah. to uh, become a monopoly like in those segments. So what? What the current uh, segmentation is like, uh, the the most affordable EV is what, the Tigor EV as of now? Mm. And after Tigor, it's the Nexon. Mm. And after Nexon, it's uh, the ZS. And after ZS, is the Kona. So mm. as of now, all of them are in their own league. Because mm. see, ZS EV is something about 19 to 21. Hmm. And Kona is around 23. Hmm. So all of them have their own segments. Uh, Kona, I feel, is, uh, you know, there's a scope of improvement. There's a lot of scope of improvement, uh, to be honest, hmm. because uh, the the space is something that I, I quite didn't enjoy. Hmm. Uh, heck, even a Honda City has, has a better leg space than a Kona EV. Hmm. So that's something that I, I would like to see them improve because uh, it's it's a CPU, and uh, mm. if if they do a CKD in India, then you know you might be seeing the prices uh, around the ZSEV. Mm. Uh, MG has done a very good job with the ZSEV. They mm. they got it uh, updated for 2021. They increased the range. I'm, I'm yet to drive the mm. new model, but uh, what from what I've heard, I'm that uh, they have done a very good job. It, it's a good package because you know. For mm. 20, 23 lakhs or what? 21 is the ex showroom mm. and 23, 24 is on road. Mm. So for 23, 24 lakhs, you you get about 400 is their, uh, uh, you know, uh, declared range and it can easily deliver about, I guess, two, 200, 250 won't be an issue for it. Mm. So that kind of commute is something, uh, you know, uh, 200, 250 kilometers is what? Surat, Ahmedabad, 300 kilometers is easily doable. Hmm. Now, since you have ridden the Aether 450X, what do you think about it as an everyday scooter? Uh, see, uh, first thing that that is a bit of uh, a point of debate is that uh, the Indian government, you know, they, they haven't uh, thought of EVs as of now and they don't have uh, plans for the manufacturers of the public. Uh, the Aether 450X costs 1.8 lakhs in Ahmedabad, whereas it costs uh, 1.4 in Bangalore, 1.4 in Hyderabad, and probably 1.3 in Delhi. Mm. So uh, they they need to have. So what the scene is like uh, Bangalore, uh, Karnataka, Hyderabad, and uh, Delhi. They have state subsidies. Hmm. But this and uh, Gujarat doesn't have any. So at 1.8 lakhs, Ether, for, Ether is something, you know, that's not a, a value proposition. Hmm. It's it's not for, it's not even, you, you, you can't even consider buying it because at 1.8 lakhs, you don't uh, see, see there's a point in buying that thing. But keeping the price aside, it's, it's a very good product. Uh, you know, what what I feel that they should be doing is that you know uh, they ditch the uh, touch screen and the extras and they get an affordable version in the market, say about ninety thousand one lakh rupee, and uh, that is when they'll they'll get their uh, quantity. But uh, I I already had this talk with Tarun Mehta and uh, he's like we won't be doing this because. Uh, we we want to be known as the the, the premium uh, EV makers, and that's why they are still sticking it to the 450X. Mm. And uh, yeah, the product is very good, mm. a bit noisy, but yeah, that's about it. Uh, they they need a better dealer partner, that's for sure. 
I I I didn't quite had a uh, experience with them, and uh, the product you know uh, the range that uh, they their uh, tested range is about 115 kilometers, but they uh, claim a true range is about 85 kilometers. That's in economy mode. Uh, then in the ride mode, it's about 65, 70. Uh, then as you go down and uh, in, in warp mode about full charge, you get uh, 40, 45 kilometers. And uh, literally warp mode is something that's very, very addictive. At, at the twist of the throttle, you won't even notice that you are doing 80 kilometers per hour. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very, very brisk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I had a moment with a, the Duke 390 at a signal is like he was continuously revving and I was like, okay, okay, I'm going to And as soon as the lights turned green, I, I, I was in warp mode and I twisted the accelerator at full throttle and uh, just in time, like I, I overtook him and I was doing 85, 90 kilometers per hour in no time. So you, you, that, that is very addictive. Well, they had a product called the Aether four, uh, Aether three forty X, as far as I remember. Three forty X, but it failed. Yes, yes, that was their initial launch product. It it did not fail. Uh, mm-hmm. That what happened is they they pushed customers towards the four fifty, then the four fifty plus, and then the four fifty X. So they they themselves created such a uh, you know requirement and uh, market that. They continue. They discontinue the three fourteen. Now, uh, like also, you have driven the Mahindra Thar. So, what do you think? Like, will it take over the country as India's favorite off-roader? I I think I'm gonna get a few uh, threatened calls, threatening calls, but I I would call it an off-roader. Mm. It's a soft road of a God's sake. Mm. Uh, Mahindra Thar is a lifestyle vehicle. It's not mm. an off-roader. It was an off-roader. It might have been off-roader, but mm. the current generation, no, it's not It's not an off-roader. It's not a serious off-roader because when you start doing serious things, uh, you'll feel that uh, this vehicle has, you know, you, you'll get a uh, feel that because uh, uh, people, people who who have you know gone into a ditch, they they broke their radiators, they've uh, got their bumpers off and whatnot. So it isn't exactly engineered for uh, hardcore off-roading. You can't go rock climbing on that. Hmm. So that's something uh, that the thar I feel cannot do. Hmm. It might, but it's it's not that capable. Uh, say as compared to a, a forced burka or hmm. or you know. Uh, an OG Thar. Uh, but as a lifestyle vehicle, it's it's a very good proposition. The I I uh, what I drove was the diesel automatic. And uh, uh it's it's very refined. You won't feel that there's a 2.2 liter MHOG underneath. Uh, the shifts are very smooth. It's it's very smooth, like you you can drive it like a, a sedate driver. Hmm. If you're a sedate driver, it's, it's very good for you. The, the six-speed torque converter, it's, it's brilliant. Hmm. And that's the th- thing with torque converters. Like I, I prefer torque converters more than uh, any gearbox, be it hmm. DSG. I, I hate DCTs. Hmm. And uh, so, yeah, the Thar is uh, something that I see as a uh, lifestyle vehicle, as a weekend fun vehicle. As as a secondary car, it it can never be a primary car. Hmm. And uh, to be specific, uh, I won't even recommend buying a petrol automatic. Uh, the petrol is a very good unit. Hmm. I, I I just had a short spin in that. It's a very good unit, but uh, the fuel efficiency figures, my God, they are scary. Single digit man, six seven kmps. <laughs> That's too low. Like that, that's that's Mustang category. <laughs> like I can like people have taken a eight eight nine kmpl in a Mustang. Mm. So that's something that you don't expect from a thar. Mm. 
I think that people who took it to you know like hardcore offroading still thought of it as the OG thar. Like oh, like it used to do some crazy stuffs, but no, ah. this one nah. This one lost some of its charm and it became more of a road car than you know like a proper hardcore off-road exactly. car. Exactly, exactly. You just proper... can take it to a Dilchata Goa trip, but ah. no, uh, for uh, off-roading or you know rock climbing shit, you can. Hmm. Now only I think the Gorka Extreme. Is the one that is a proper off-roader. Like it doesn't even have like radio and all. The only feature which I have seen is it has an AC, and off-road modes. That's uh, all it has. There's a there's a, a refreshed uh, Gorkha coming on. It's it's like uh, the one that we saw at the Auto Expo. Hmm. Uh, it's it's been like it's coming. It's coming in since uh, quite a long time now. It's it's been about what one and a half years. Hmm. We saw it in the February. The BSX was supposed to be launched by August, mm-hmm. but the pandemic hit post India bad. Like their travel is also uh, delayed. Mm-hmm. Their Gurkha is also delayed. But uh, that's it. Uh, I'll I'll pick the Gurkha over Thar any day. Same here, same here. Especially because you know, like I la- I like to do some off road stuff, serious one. Uh, I I have a friend in our uh, team BHP uh, Gujarat circle, mm. and uh, he's he's a proper off road junkie. Like uh, he used to own an MM five fifty mm. that he uh, totally rebuilt with uh, lift kits and stuff like that. Then he bought an uh, Gurkha. Mm. Uh, like he he does some serious off roading. Mm. And uh, like the a few months back, uh, he broke his differential, and he made the Gurkha two wheel drive. Um, serious one, serious. He's too serious regarding off roading. Great. Yeah. Uh, we as on uh, my circle, we have a new Thar. We have a Thar seven hundred. Mm. Uh, we have the Gurkha. There's a, the the old MM50 that I'm talking about. It's still in the group, but with a different owner. Mm. Uh, then there's another Thar that has been uh, stage two tuned. Mm. Then there's a major uh, short wheel base, mm. and uh, then there's a uh, disco, and then there is. Uh, there was one more. Okay, yes, there's a there's a CJ three V, and uh, probably uh, a defender is on the line. May, may may come in a few months time. Impressive lineup. Oh, that's hmm. now Lamborghini India. You know, recently created a record of selling more than hundred Urus in India. And a few weeks ago, Aston Martin came up with the DBS. So, do you think that the DBX will give? The Urus some sort of competition. No, hmm. not at all. Uh, to to be like it, it's a very short answer because uh, the reach of uh, Aston India as compared to Lamborghini is is not even ten percent. Hmm. Uh, Aston has only one dealership in India. That's Aston Delhi. Hmm. Lambo has what about? Five, six dealerships. Hmm. That's Bombay, Delhi, Bangalore, Hyderabad. Uh, Maybe Hyderabad. Hyderabad. Yeah, no, no, Hyderabad is there. Hmm. Um, I guess Chennai has one. Hmm. Chennai should have one. So that's, huh? So that's about four, four to five dealerships. So that's hmm. the first aspect. Then uh, the DBX, uh, as compared to you know. Oros, uh, it's it's a very uh, classy kind of uh, taste. Like the people who have a classy, they they want something you know, then something subtle but elegant. Uh, those mm. kind of people will uh, pitch in for the DPX. Whereas Oros is something more like uh, I I own a Lamborghini. I want mm. to own another Lamborghini. Okay, it's LCV this time, so I'm mm. gonna buy the Oros. Hmm. So that's that's kind of people. Those who you know looking for doors. Okay. Now, um, when did you decide that you have to get into this field of automotive journalism? <sighs> uh, 
professionally i started out only uh, the last year when mm. the pandemic hit but uh, un- unofficially and in that regard i i'm in the industry since the last 3 years 3 mm. or 4 years now uh, i uh, the first one was about uh, 2018 uh when the 2018 auto expo was held uh, that was the first time i was in the uh, media category and then mm. that was repeated in the 2020 and uh, so the organized uh, thing was started back in 2020 mm. uh, but i wanted to join the field since say 2019 i guess like i made my mind so that uh, yeah you have to do this it's it's a very good thing but then you know you get inside the industry you get to know people you get to know about the dark sides and you still think that you know is it is it a good proposition so that's it hmm. now like so it's been about 9 months i guess since you have started reviewing cars so how has been your experience so far Oh, uh, it's more than that because mm. so that was uh, you know the professional experience and all counting everything uh, i think it, it's been very good uh, the like in the starting you have to stick to dealer cars you have to request them they don't understand they understand that's a different thing uh, some dealers are you know very cooperative mm. some dealers are not at all cooperative Mm. some brands are also cooperative some are not mm. so uh, to you know work your way up i'm still working my way up i'm, I'm not i don't even count myself uh, to be a journalist that's why i use the tag aspiring mm. you know because uh, that is something uh, that that doesn't uh, happen over a period of months mm. that is something that, that takes years like you have to get the Uh, professional expertise the professional experience mm. but uh, since then you know reviewing cars uh, you you once you start you start to understand uh, you know what aspects that you have to look into you say uh, when you are driving one you get to remember like oh, okay I, we were driving that one and how did it felt so then it it came like okay, how okay this mm. feels good this is something that needs to be improved In, in in the earlier stage i i wasn't able to you know uh, point out the negatives because i feared that the dealers uh, they they might feel bad they might not able they, they might not give me task for a second time but but over the period i understood that there's something that uh, we have to be specific about like mm. uh, you you just cannot uh, you know uh, misguide your audience mm, and exactly. uh, that is when i decided Uh, I I won't be doing this kind of things, and then I started out uh, calling out uh, each and every uh, pawn in the car. You know, some some dealers they they were like, "Nah, you're doing this wrong," and all delete it, delete it. But mm. yeah, I didn't budge. Uh, then the dealers also started understanding that yeah, that's that's something uh, that is my job, and if I don't do that, people consider me bias, and they won't even you know uh, respect my opinions. Mm. So to build that initial. uh image you you have to uh, make the grounds clear hmm. now can you explain to the audience like how is the life as an automotive journalist like going to car launches and you know like going to dealerships and all the whole day mm uh like uh, it's it's something that you know initially you'll enjoy uh, the launches initially mm. you know you will you'll sit uh, you'll you'll meet people uh, one of one of my favorite things to do at a launch or at a dealership is to make contacts i i love to make contacts i love to make connections mm. i love to meet people mm. uh, i i i love to interact with them uh, you know because personal connection is something that uh, if you develop correctly is going to help you a lot uh, in the industry in the future it's the same and, we are doing uh, that's something that i understood uh, in the very beginning hmm. and uh, you know i yeah exactly man so hmm. uh, you know uh, i i i've met a few uh, 
you want to be influencers who you know were at the launch just to have a uh, free food or mm-hmm. you know to get the gifts like uh, were you have you attended the 2018 auto expo no i couldn't because i had some exams and some stuff going on but yeah i know you know like these so, uh, automotive 20... reviewer get some gifts and all you know, like some scale models and all from manufacturers yeah. so what what happened was uh, i'll share in this incident 2018 it was uh, so what happens is uh, before the expo begins for the public mm. uh, there are few days that is uh, reserved for the media mm. that is about two or three days if i'm not wrong about two three days and mm. uh, that is uh, only for the media people there's no general public mm. and uh, there are a lot like a lot uh, maybe a figure of uh, 600 700 journals Oof. from different publications around india and uh, you know some of them are serious no doubt some of them mm. are uh, legitimate mm. but uh, in the sea of legitimates there are a lot mm. of illegitimates and, yeah. you know they they'll fight for gifts so i remember this incident particular incident uh, this was at uh, the kia pavilion it was kia's first year in india auto expo and uh, they they had this big uh, huge counter for uh, getting the gifts to journalists and these uh, so called journalists like they created a line they there was a ruckus uh, and there's a lot was going on people started yelling at kia uh, people and uh, you know someone had a uh, some some there was some uh, heckle and uh, someone overturned the whole table uh, that was uh, then then there was a similar thing that happened at uh, toyota uh, pavilion Uh, some old age uh, dada ji probably 50 55 he started yelling ki hame insaaf chahiye media ke dosto ko gift to warna hum tumhari gaadi ke bare mein acha nahi likhenge that was live man and at that point of time you are like kya ho raha hai they are threatening the manufacturer yeah yeah khule aam achhi baat ho rahi na it's not a good thing <laughs> Uh, these are some of the things that are not talked know. about yeah hmm and it's, only it's the, the dark side that i was you are get to about. see yeah and there's a lot of uh, things that happened you know uh, some big names uh, you you know they they are if you 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 know you sometimes feel that uh, this this reviewer is talking a bit biased and hmm. uh, then when you dig deeper you come to know about the roots and uh, you know there are some uh, so called uh, featured reviews hmm. and featured stuff that are not even declared uh, to the hmm. audience that people don't even know hmm. uh, so that's that's you know something that that cannot be uh, talked on a big platform hmm. uh, but yeah there's there's a lot of that things happen now has covid affected this field of yours has it affected it definitely yes mm. it is uh people like uh, media guys uh, giving out it it's been stop uh, the launches have been postponed the launches have gone digital uh, digital launches you know at a point of time yeah at certain point of time it felt good uh, when the pandemic was you know just beginning within lockdown and uh mg had it skoda did it mercedes did it so at that point of time you know it felt good okay theek hai but now uh, when you are you know fed up being home you want to go out drive a car you want to check out a car and that's that's when the reality hits you that you know that's not possible the current mm-hmm. situation and that's that's you know that's not happening so yeah. it has happened hmm so do you plan on going into this field like fully all in in future like currently if you are freelancing so do you plan on you know like going into this field all in uh this is you know something that i've, I've not yet uh, honestly thought about i have given it a few thoughts uh, mm. like maybe i'll i'll jump into it but uh, it, one thing is that is for sure is that uh, Uh, if not for uh, freelancing i'm not going to you know start my independent portal because uh, 
there are plethora of portals mm. that are operating in india right mm. now and people don't give a give a damn about them mm. uh, i'm not about talking even myself like uh, there are a few journals uh, you know experienced ones 10 15 years experience and they start their own portal but that doesn't even get the uh, audience that it deserves so mm. that is something you know i'm, I'm not going to jump into i thought about it that uh, if it happens and uh, when it happens I'll, i'll probably join some media house uh, mm. but not my own portal That's yeah there are some four or five i think established automotive you know like these outlets and then the rest of all are just you know like small 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 outlets and all like they push out similar content but yeah they don't get big uh, the the increase in number is uh, huge like hmm. uh, when when you uh, just type uh, this review on youtube and uh, you, you know you get to see of at least 1000 videos people have coined new terms like full walk around review <laughs> concept car review hmm. and <laughs> and that's that's not even a new portal or some newbie that's a well established portal with uh, a million subscribers so mm. the the thing is you know, from these seven eight so called established players uh, mm. their content is also quality is going down because yeah most of their primary source of income is uh, either print or uh, broadcast and mm. as of now print and broadcast both are in uh, a very you know debridden situations yeah a uh, few acquisitions are happening mm. left right and center people are uh, leaving mm. the media houses investment issues mm. lots of them happening so yeah. one and for all you know you you want to uh, think and stop because see uh, you when you research about even say the pay scale mm. uh, it's it's not that good to be very honest mm. the the starting uh, you know starting salary for a fresher is about 15 to 20000 mm. and when you need to report uh, to a city like bombay delhi or uh, pune mm. it's not sufficient for you yeah. until unless you are living in that city Hmm. So like uh, yeah so now we are finally on the final question so do you have any parting words for the audience parting words for the audience uh no uh, there's one thing that i wanted to uh, you know share with uh, my audience to every automotive influencer journalist bloggers audience is that uh, don't believe everything that you see uh in the first time do a bit of your research because everything that looks uh, there is is not true mm-hmm. and uh, stay stay away from uh un unprofessional content because uh, that's something you know that uh, uh, has uh, spread out in the last few years you know uh there are some youtubers uh, also journalists who who without any uh, expertise without any opinions have started uh, reviewing cars and you know just because uh, of their image or their uh, following mm. they, they you know uh, they are followed and they are followed religiously some of them are pretty big names yeah and uh, Uh, so what what the issue is like uh, when you you know follow these content creators and uh, you you first uh, start observing their lifestyle so you know you think yeah what a lavish lifestyle he is mm. going there is going there is flying there is flying international is driving pickups uh, is driving ferrari is driving mclaren abla then then you Uh, you analyze the content you analyze the audience then you get to know that you know it's it's not even something that will make sense 
yeah there are a few examples and uh, other than that uh, it's something you know uh, the automotive journalism industry it's it's a small world like mm. it, it's this much mm. if you know if if i you see as of now i i don't even have your phone number mm. but uh, i at least have say three or four contacts if i just uh, drop a message to them i'll have your contact number within minutes hmm so that is is some kind of uh, bond relation connection that that you should be creating hmm and at one point of time you know uh, and probably so from the last two months i'm i'm kind of uh, out in touch uh, with the industry and mm. uh, you know uh, so putting a lot of effort into some other things and mm. uh, so yeah uh, as of now i'm i'm handling uh, pr and uh, media for a motorsport team so that's my university's motorsports team that is tdu motorsports mm. and uh, I've, i've joined that team as pr and uh, media Uh, executive then I'm, i'm also into the manufacturing side of things hmm. and uh, due to that reason from the last about two months i'm, I'm not very hmm. well in touch with the industry hmm. but uh, still you know people have uh, known me as someone who is connected everywhere hmm. uh, like a few prs like they are in they are very good friends they would like you know call in like yaar us journalist ka number chahiye hai tere paas bhej dega theek hai okay i'll do it and vice versa with the journals they like are yaar is brand ka pr hai tere paas bola ha theek hai bhejta hu so that is a kind of uh, connection contact you have to build so if if you are someone you know who's who wants to uh, jump into the industry and uh, start with journalism you you should have uh, brilliant contacts mm. and that is you know something that uh, you don't uh, make in just overnight you have to put in efforts you have to uh, take initiatives from your side mm. because building contacts is something very 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 important yeah and uh, i've i've discussed this with a lot of people so mm. that's something that all of them agrees mm. and it it's, it's india right because mm. india mein jogad ke bina kuch nahi chalta Hmm. and you have to uh, create a jugad of some sort in every situations hmm. so yeah if if you are uh, someone you know who wants to start with the industry uh, make your contacts it doesn't matter what kind of content you create hmm. you create either in hindi you create in gujarati you create in malayalam uh, in czechoslovakian i don't mind hmm. you you just have to be uh, you know very confident with your content and uh, you know think that you you are influencing if you're not you if you you think it you you don't even have a reach of 200 people then also uh, just keep in mind that at some point of time uh, you you will be influencing a lot of people mm. and uh, you should keep that in mind and Uh, creator content you should never you know misguide uh, the audience because that is something that i think uh, is is kind of you know unethical yeah so uh, yeah, don't misguide people always uh, think of legitimate ways mm. and uh, work on your uh, writing journalism industry uh, is something that you know uh, in the in the old school times it has been sorted to writing hmm. uh, communication so that two skills have to be uh, improved like hmm. when i started out my writing was you know very mediocre level hmm. i started reading out uh, more articles more and more books hmm. and from that i i took some inspirations i, I had a basic idea that you know what kind of uh, writing people do then uh, brush up on history so that's that's something very subjective for uh, people to people uh, i've i've loved uh, you know reading about history of brands and uh, whenever i i am writing an article 
on some of the other brands, some of the other um, specific car. Then I make sure that I have enough research. I I like properly take a dive uh, in the brand's history, in the specific car's history. So when you write something, you know, you have to do your uh, research part. And uh, yeah, that's yeah. that. So it doesn't you know doesn't matter what kind of create uh, what kind of content you create. Just uh, mm. make sure you are you're doing uh, the right thing. Hmm. And ultimately, your network is your net worth. Yes. Yes. Hmm. Yes. Mm. So, thank you, Tirthwai, for being on the podcast. Love to have you as a guest. Uh, thank you, Rishabh, for uh, you know giving me this chance. I mm. I wanted to share a lot of things with people, and mm. uh, amidst this you know pandemic times where you know yeah. people are confined to their home, I am confined to my home. Mm. Uh, it 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 feels uh, good to you know share something with uh, someone who has uh, a similar taste uh, as mm. yours. And people don't people sometimes find me crazy that dude, how can you even uh, recognize the car by just looking at it? I, I mm. mean like. ये तो मेरा काम है ये तो मैं करता हूं दैट्स व्हाट आई डू फॉर अ लिविंग सो सो थैंक यू भाई थैंक यू आई अप्रिशिएट इट थैंक्स अ लॉट रशा या एंड टेक केयर एवरीवन इट्स इट्स द टाइम्स हम्म सो बाय फॉर नाउ चलो बाय